Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Jesus' precious name. So we're starting a new series, um, a new series entirely, I, I guess, in the month of November, and then partly into the, the second week in December, so that we can, from second week, uh, we start preparing for Christmas, and then we start preparing for 2024. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I just have a sense in my heart that even uh, not this is not this has nothing. It's not political undertone. I sense in my heart that things we pick up in Nigeria, uh, because the health of Nigeria's economy is the health of Africa economy. So I believe things are going to pick up uh, by the power of God. I believe things are going to pick up supernaturally, and then we will see. The Bible says the mountains shall drip with new wine. The mountain of this country will drip with new wine. And the Bible says we will eat bread without scarcity. The Bible says that new wine will come out of the wine press. I, I sense it so much in my heart. I mean, it, 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 that's why we need to speak the word of encouragement. Every one of us, we need to hear it. We are in a transition. And in this transition, God is with us. God is for us. God is in us. And we will run through troops. We will leap over walls. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. So let me get back to my healing business. I mean, I, I believe in my heart. There is something that we have done. Tonight we, we start up laying this foundation. We look at the, the topic, the healing Jesus. The healing Jesus. The healing Jesus. I mean, the songwriter says, What a healing Jesus I found in you. What a healing Jesus to restore, refresh, and renew your my healing Jesus. At such a time as this, arise on healing wings, son of righteousness. So it's, it's a healing Jesus. And you know, in this a few weeks, by the grace of God, and we have preached the cross at the front of the cross. You know, look unto him and leave. Hey, but hey, the front of the cross speaks about the salvation. We have looked to him. But there is the back of the, the cross. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement that has brought us peace has been laid upon him. And by those stripes behind, on his back, we are healed. It's not that we are going to heal. So the front speaks about our salvation. It took away our sins. It was a complete work of redemption. The same blood that was shed for our health in terms of deliverance from sin is the same blood that was shed for our healing. And that's why we can call him a healing Jesus. Can I have an amen tonight? So we, we will look from the scriptures. Healing is God's will. You can be healed today. It's just like saying to people, you can be saved today. You don't have business with hell. Hell. Hellfire or whatever it is. It wasn't created for man. It's the same thing. We can't be healed today. We don't have any business with sickness and disease. And I pray and I trust the Lord that the Lord will open our eyes of understanding to see. And it will be flooded with light. And if you have anything you are struggling with, 
Knowledge will come and you are, before this month runs out, you just discover that the symptoms are no more. And then God now begins to use you to dispense healing to other people in, in the precious name of Jesus. Galatians chapter 3, uh, that might be a scripture uh, that I want to use as foundational scripture. Galatians chapter 3, very great scripture. Verses 13 and 14. Uh, okay, I, I love the fact that you are starting. No, no, go back. I love the fact that you are starting with that translation. He said, cry like that translation. He redeemed us. It was a complete buying up from the slavery of sin. From the slavery. And he said, Christi Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. Can we get back? He said, Christ purchased our freedom. Redeeming us from the curse that is the doom of the law and his condemnation by himself. Becoming a curse for us, becoming a curse for us, for it is written in the scriptures. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree and is crucified. Verse 14. Why is he hanged on the tree? He said, He redeemed us. In order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Can you see the access? Can you see the door? That's why he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He says, so that faith, we, by faith, we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Deliverance from sin. Deliverance from sickness. Deliverance from poverty. They are the promise. It's settled. And that's our reality today. You see, whenever you and I believe and act on any promise of God, it is transformed into power for us. You know, we, the Bible says Christ died for us when we were without strength. So when we receive the gospel, it's transformed it for us. Everyone who receives it, it has become the power of God unto salvation. You know, that's what Paul was emphasizing later on. In Romans chapter 1 verse 17, he says, I am not ashamed. I knew the state I was. I knew what was happening. He said, but I am now not ashamed. Now that I've seen the light, salvation has come. He said, I am not ashamed of this gospel. I love what Amplified Classics say. It says, for in the gospel, a righteousness which God has cried is revealed. It's not self-righteousness. What do you do? Righteousness which God has cried is a gift. How many of us believe that sickness is good? Yeah. Nobody. Because certain things, sickness brings. It brings pain. It brings discomfort. Disease means your ease is broken. In the literal sense, if you have any pain in any part of your body, it brings discomfort. Even running diarrhea. Throughout that day, you don't feel comfortable. I mean, it famishes you. That's what happens. That's why doctor will say, drink water. It takes energy out of you. You can't think of any other thing. And if somebody, if you have not someone who is sick before, they depend on you. You don't have the time. And someone who is sick, sometimes they can become irritable. Irritable to themselves. Some people just don't, I don't think I, 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 I like it. That I can't do things for myself. I can't use the bathroom by myself. I can't wear my clothing by myself. I can't do what I want to do. I can't go where I want to go. Someone is sick has limited movement. Someone is sick is confined to a hospital. Whether he smell or not, it's not freedom. So sickness is not good. Can I have an amen? I, I love what you said. Affirming it. Yes, there is no way we can convince ourselves that sickness is good. Just like there is no way. 
you can convince me that sin is good. There's no way you can convince me that poverty is good. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. We must understand that the work of redemption brings into our lives the, the, the beneficiary, the power of God, the power of God unto salvation. The power of God. The word salvation is the word zozo, S-O-Z-O, which means allness, which means completeness. So the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is a complete one. There is nothing to do but to respond by receiving it. And when you and I receive it, it's like the power of God enter. So when sickness, when that power comes, he hits sickness, healing is resulted. Oh, that's the byproduct of that power. When it means poverty, it's abundance. When it means sin, it's righteousness that that power produces in us. Can I have an amen tonight? So, whenever we believe and act on any promise, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, the gospel, which is the power, the good news, oh God, to everyone who believes, it makes life possible. So in the place of sickness, when the gospel hits, the power brings health, wholeness, completeness, and restoration. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. So when we look at God, God is not glorified when anyone is sick. God doesn't use punishment, sickness to punish people. God doesn't use sickness to get people's attention. God is not glorified because these are things as we go through these weeks ahead of us, these are things we need to come to terms with. If God wants to get your attention, I think he can get your attention with righteousness. So it's possible to live like this. It gets your attention better. Rather than putting you in a position because sin brings condemnation. Sin brings guilt. God will rather get your attention better when you are joyful. I don't know, but I've watched few people. We'll get into it, but let me jump ahead of myself. Have you seen a young woman whose sickness ravages their bodies? I saw one recently because I, I, I was watching some certain tapes recently. And then someone is sick, has been sick for five, ten years. I, I watched one tape. This person has had 18 different surgeries. 18. And so all of the time, the gospel was preached. The power of God hit her and she got out. She was working with wheelchair. She got out of that wheelchair because she's confirmed to it. And I saw her hair, the hair she was wearing. It has not been made for years. And so, you know, it, it's so interesting. So during the day, the next day, because she was aware, she went, made her hair, bought herself a new dress, and came back to the, uh, to the crusade ground to give testimony the following night. And you can't believe the two pictures because she was radiant, she was beautiful. She said that ah, they were asking her, Why did you do this? He said, I have not been able to wear shoes for years. So she brought a new dress, she brought a shoe, and she was elegantly dressed. The difference was she was sick the previous night. The power of the gospel was preached. The power of God hit her. She experienced healing. And then the beauty that sickness has robbed her of for years came out. She became like a radiant. And you know what the preacher said? He said, it's not the husband. He said, now, the husband told the preacher, he said, now I have my wife back. My kids have their mother back. So you cannot convince me that God is interested in making that person sick so that she cannot be a mother to her children, so that she can't be a dutiful wife to her husband. No, it must be that the devil is at work. Who doesn't want a good and stable family? Can I have an amen tonight? So, we look at the scriptures. Please, if you are sick, whether online or you're going to watch this step or this video later, please, if you are sick in your body, the good news is that God wants to heal you today. 
God wants to heal you right now. It doesn't matter for how long the symptoms have been. You say, how do I speak with confidence like that? Let's look at the mind of God from the Old Testament. Exodus 15 verse 26. Exodus 15 verse 26. What we will do through this series is to just search the scripture. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. So the will of God is for us to be in health. To prosper and be in health. The will of God is not for me to be walking and dragging my foot as a result of, um, what do they call that? A stroke. He wants me to walk perfectly. He wants my youth to be renewed like the eagle. He wants all the components of my body to work effectively. Can I have an amen tonight? That's the design of God. And we can choose that life. In Exodus 15, 26, God was talking to about 3 to 4 million people in the Old Testament. Look at what he said to them. He said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight. In other words, you keep the word of God. You meditate upon it. The word becomes your delight. He says, and give here to his commandment and keep all his word. He said, I will put none of the diseases on which I have brought on the Egyptian, for I am the Lord who heals you. Old Testament saints, the people there, they were called servants of the Lord. But here we are, servants of the Lord are being healed. In the New Testament, we are called the children of the Lord. Can you see? Even in the New Testament, his desire is that we are healed. So in the Old Testament, he said, I am the Lord. I don't think he can put sickness and now says, I am the Lord. It's just like, if God will put sickness and now say he's healing you, then it means that God doesn't have any justification when we are sinning. He doesn't have any justification to point it to us that this is wrong. Because he's both the author of good and evil. But in the, in the Bible, we, we will see it very shortly. That's the first scripture. The second one, Exodus 23, verses 25 to 26. I... I, I I, you can give me another translation. Exodus 23, verses 25 and 26. He said, Worship the Lord your God, and his blessings will be on your food and water. He said, And I will. I want you to please look at the emphasis. In Exodus 15, 26, he said, I am the God who heals you. So in Exodus 23, 25, he says, even when there is sickness around, he said, I will take sickness from among you. And you know, this two scripture is very important. Because when we are persuaded that God wants us well, we will not tolerate sickness for one more day. It's just, it's just the way it is. We will not. God wants us well. Say with me tonight, God wants me well. Even if I don't want to be well. Yeah, it's as good as that. God wants us well. God is glorified when we are healthy. God is glorified when we don't spend our money on sickness. Have you seen people who, who are sick? They are not joyful. They are not happy. They are not... They are not they are not, they don't get involved. People who are sick don't get involved in discussions about politics or football. All that they want at that point in time is to get well. People who are sick, they don't think about traveling anywhere except they want to do medical travel. And the medical travel is just to get well. So, please understand, for us who are believers in Christ, God wants us well. Can you say it with me one more time tonight? God wants me well. And faith is that confidence that God, I mean, in that word, that he wants us well. In Numbers 23, 19, that's the reason why he wants us well. Numbers 23, 19. He said, God is not human. That he should lie. So if he says, I will take away sickness from the midst of you, if he says, I am the Lord who heals you, it means he's not human. 
that he should lie. He's not a human being that he should change his mind. When he speaks, he acts. When he promises or promises, he fulfills his promises. Can I have an amen? First yeah. Kings chapter 8 verse 56. I told you, we do a whole lot of such the scriptures throughout this series because we want to know the mind of God. First Kings chapter 8 verse 56. First Kings chapter 8 verse 56. He said, blessed be God who has given peace to his people Israel. Just as he said he would do. Can I have an amen? Not one of all those good and wonderful words that he spoke through Moses as what? I mean, God doesn't misfire. In other words, he's committed to his word. God means what he says and says what he means. He doesn't use words flippantly. God is not erratic and say, let me give him headache today. Let me double it and let it become migraine tomorrow. And then next week, he said, let me just give him cancer. No, God doesn't misfire. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. In other words, in a place he said, I am the Lord and change not. I mean, Malachi chapter 3 verse 8. He said, so you sons of Jacob, you are not consumed. Amen tonight. So, 1 Kings 8, 56, he does not change his mind. Psalm 119, verse 89. Psalm 119, verse 89. Say, forever, O Lord, your word is settled. So, God wants me well. This is a settled word. And it stays permanent. Just as the heavens. I am the Lord who heals you. He stays permanent. He hasn't withdrawn that statement. I am the Lord who wants who I will take away sickness from the midst of the. He has not withdrawn that word. So please let's also understand that. Jeremiah 1 12. Jeremiah 1 12. What am I saying? God stand behind his word to perform it. He said, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly. So I'm trusting that in this series, you will see health and wholeness in his word. And when you see it and you embrace it and you decide to walk in the light of it, he said, I will watch, I will make every word I give you come true. We will not become believers who are looking for healing. We will become believers who are already healed and ready to dispense healing wherever they see sickness. Can I have an amen tonight? So God stands behind his word to perform it. In other words, God watches over his word. In other words, God watches or looks after his word. He protects his word. He stands behind his word. He watches over it. There is no need or no reason for you and I to doubt God. There is no reason. God is not a man. God is not a man. He's not human. He doesn't change his mind. He's committed to us. F.F. Bosworth said something. He said, he was just encouraging people. He said, don't doubt God. Only doubt your doubts. Don't doubt God. Because God is not, is not a man. He said what you can do is to doubt the, the doubt. In other words, you are the one to align yourself to what he has said. And that's what is called faith. Faith is in alignment with his word, his thoughts, and his action and his deed. He said don't doubt God. Only doubt your doubts. D.L. movie says you can doubt anything. He said, but one thing is sure. God has never broken his promises. He said, you can doubt every other thing. We can doubt government. We can doubt structure. We can doubt situation and, we, and circumstances. We can doubt our families. We can doubt our, our parents. We can doubt our uncles. We can doubt even human structure. We can doubt. But he said, one thing is very sure. D.L. Moody says, God has never broken his promises. 
God's word is true. Psalm 105 verse 37. I mean, God spoke this word eh, to 4 million people. That's the people in the wilderness. He says, and when God spoke that word in Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 23, 25, look at the testimony that David summarized. He said, when he brought those people, those 4 million people, because the Bible says they multiply. Bible scholars said there are about 3 to 4 million that came out. He said, David was summarizing that testimony. He says he also brought them out. Can you see? Can you see the package? Wealth and health package. It's full benefits. You know, when you take insurance, they said there is this is an assurance benefit. It's full. He said he brought them out. He brought his own people. Egypt is a type of sin, a type of the world. But he brought out. His people out of Egypt. I love this translation. Which one is this? He said, loaded with silver and gold. Are you saying with me tonight? Maybe you don't know. But I am loaded. Uh, I am loaded. I, I, I love that because that's the, that's the natural language. When you see someone who is very wealthy and is wealthy in a very good way, they said, ah, that guy is loaded. So God is saying to you, you are loaded. Hey, not with naira and copper. He said with silver and gold. That's what is used presently in our world to measure basically the wealth of the nation. Silver and gold. He said, and not one among those tribes. Hey, even Stormu. If you read other translations, he said, no one was feeble. Hey, no one was sick. No one was afflicted. In fact, do you see how how God is faithful to his word. God knew they were passing through deserts. There will be snakes there, isn't it? Hey, God knew they were passing through deserts. They will be famished, isn't it? There was no air condition, but he provided them with. Because during the day, the Bible talks about the pillar of the cloud, hmm, which gives warmth to their body. And during the night, it's always extremely cold. It built up what? The pillar of fire to warm them up. To warm them up. And that pillar of fire serves two things. If you have been a Boy Scout here, you know what it means when you go to camp in those days. They don't, I know the Boy Scout here, you leave your house in the morning and come back in the afternoon. That's what they do as Boy Scouts. But we used to go into the bush. And they used to have, we used to, once we want to go and sleep, we have this fire. Those who still do camping today understand what it is. You must keep the fire burning. It, 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 it drives away wild animals while you are asleep. Can I have an amen? amen? In case you don't know, read up about it. I know city people don't know. City boys and girls don't know, but we know. Some of us know it. Praise God. As I praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So God brought them out. I, I know all those things that people say to be pious. Hmm. But God's intention is that you have silver, you have gold, and you still not be sick. You know, in our natural world today, there are people who have money, but who are sick. But God's package is you are wealthy and you are healthy. Because that's the only way you can proclaim. Everyone who is sick doesn't go out on evangelism. Anyone who is sick doesn't go to work. Can I have an amen? amen? And even in the natural, once you are sick, they, because they don't want you to infect other people who are well. So you do, they give you sick leave. So healing is God's will. Can you say with me, healing is God's will? For me. Healing is God's will. For me. Health. It's God's will for me. Between healing and health, which one do you prefer? Health. Health. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Everything intact. You don't have to wait. And a lot of people are also so pious. They say, oh, maybe, maybe uh, the symptoms has come. Mm -mm. Read the word every day. 
every day. Psalm 103, in case you don't know, I do it every day for, to my, for myself. These are things that help you. People say, oh, you don't look like your age. Because I read Psalm 103, verses 1 to 7. Every day, he renew my youth like the eagles. I don't know about you. You may not believe it. I believe it. And it's working for me. Hallelujah. Can we, can we just quickly read it? Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And what are those benefits? He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his way to me and his acts to the general people. That's how I, I, I read mine. I personalize it. God fights my battle. That's what verse 6 says. I don't have strength to fight anyone. So he fights my battle. He executes righteousness and justice to all who are oppressed. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. You know, when he says, he renew your youth like the eagles. And you, you can be walking around and say, you are an old man. Or you are an old woman. And then some people, even quicken their aging, they begin to walk around with staffs. No. No. We keep wearing jeans. We know the Lord is coming back soon. But we keep here wearing jeans. Glory to God. And we keep looking for good sneakers. Yeah. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. If I want to put party around the head, I keep doing this. I don't know. He said, he renewed my own youth like the eagles. I don't know how you, whether you want to become a old man or old woman, that's left to you. You see, whatever you see in this world, we, we, you will live in the reality of it. Can I have an amen tonight? So Christ has redeemed us. I mean, God spoke to three to four million people and they believed him. They believed what he said. And it became like a covenant for them. Old Testament people. But now we have better promises and better priesthood. We are living in the covenant of mercy, grace, and truth. So, if the whole testament people can live in health, we can also live in health and wealth. Can I have an amen tonight? Yeah. If you read Deuteronomy 28, I want you to do some things. Okay, let's read. Even if I end my message there tonight, it's a very good place to start. Because a lot of the times, people don't even understand what we are faced with. There's no new disease in our world. There's none. There's none. These ones have been, you will see it from the Bible tonight. In, in God speaking to the Old Testament saints, and Moses was giving them this instruction. I want you to, if you have a good Bible, Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 to 14, it, your Bible will be subtitled, Blessings on Obedience. Blessings on obedience. And then from verse 15 to verse 68, you will see curses on disobedience. What is blessing? Supernatural power of God that makes things possible. What is curses? Supernatural that limits. There are forces too, but the limits. So, if you read verses 15, for example, to 22, can we quickly read? He said, now it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, for which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. He said, cause shall you be in the city, cause shall you be in the country, cause shall you be your basket and your needing bow. What is the origin? Because they do not obey the voice of the Lord, their God. God shall be the fruit of the body and produce of the land. 
the increase of the cattle and the offspring. He said, cause they will be when they come in, cause they will be when they go out. In verse 20, he said, the Lord will send on you causing confusion and rebuke all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed, until you perish quickly because of the wickedness in your doings in which you are forsaken. The Lord will make the plague to cling to you until he has consumed you from all the land which you're going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, which means fever. Tuberculosis. He said with fever, with inflammation. Can you see what the diagnosis in the hospitals look like now? With salt, with scorching, with mildew, skin diseases. And he said, it shall perish. I may not be able to get there tonight. I want us to differentiate. Bible translation, um, we, we look, when you look at um, the original Hebrew translation, Dr. Robert Young was able to help us put things in perspective here. The difference between commission eh, and permission. We may not be able to get there. But there are permissive sins. When it comes to God, it's permissive, not causative. I don't know what, whether you understand that. I start there from next week's Wednesday. In other words, God is not the one who causes it. But when people don't live their lives in alignment with his world, so it's like the covering is lifted. So it becomes permissive. If you are willing and obedient, what does the Bible say? You will heal the good and the land. So if you are not willing and obedient, he also simply suggests that you may not be able to hear the good of the land. Can I have an amen? Do you understand permissive and causative now? Or commission and permission. So God is not an author of sickness. Let's look at verses 27 and 20 to 29. The Lord will strike you. So it's permissive. Because of just basically one thing. Those people chose not to live their lives in accordance with the word of God. Can I have an amen? Somewhere in Ecclesiastes, Solomon wrote that when if the, um, how does he say it? He says the serpent will bite. When you break the hedge, the serpent can bite. That's it. If I live, I, 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 I like some of those decisions. If I live carefully, eh? I live carefully. There are, when you look at the Bible, God even prescribes what people should be eating. But if I, if I disobey the Lord, that I can, I can do all things through Christ, and I live carelessly, there are consequences of living carelessly. I just read something. I, I bring them up. I read something about smoking. I read something up about alcohol. How even medical science agree it can destroy your liver. So if I can say, I can do all things through Christ, or Christ is my healer, and I continue in that practice, I may give up my liver very soon. Can I have an amen tonight? I, 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 know, that, I know that you are getting this causative and permissive. If I give up my liver, in that case, it's not God. I have control. Self-control is one of the fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? If I can say the Lord is my healer and I'm consuming sugar 24-7 and I pick up one of those symptoms God didn't give me I hope you understand what I'm, where I'm going tonight it's my, my action You are quiet. I, I just want you to, to understand it. Verses 27, I just, let me just round up with these sicknesses and all that. He said, the Lord will strike with boils, with tumors, with scab, with each, which cannot be healed. The Lord will permit, 
with madness and blindness, confusion of heart. The Lord will grow. If I go do that for money, and then I begin to see spirit, and I lose my mind, did God cause that? I was the one, the Bible says, he who is hasted to be rich, we have an evil eye. You know, I've disobeyed a law. Can I have an amen tonight? I mean, it's a true knowledge the righteous shall be delivered. That's what this series is all about. You know, recently, I read something online that actually there is no jazz for money. Yeah, there is no. And somebody, a young man, was the one telling people. He said, so, those who say they do jazz for people for money, he said, what do they ask you to do? He said, they ask you to bring a fellow human being, isn't it? He said, but if you Google it and go online, how much kidney costs in the global market? How much the vital organs of the body? Because they are the people who, do, who we, when you produce a human being, they harvest their organs. So, so if someone promises you money, and by the time you look at this, I mean, some are, are selling as much as $226,000. He said, by the time they put all those money together, and then he comes back and gives you $50 million. You have never seen 50 Naira. So somebody just gives you $50 million, while he makes about two to $300 million. And you said that it's just for money. When you are broke again, he will ask you to bring another person, but he knows what he's doing. That actually what you have are people selling, people's... Is it not the stupidity of man? The man that is making medicine eh, for you to be rich is living inside one dingy in the bush. He himself is not rich. Eh? So let, let me let me just there's no human. I mean, if you read the scripture, there's no human being who can deliver another human being. The Bible talks about they are both groping in the darkness. It's about the right, the horse and the rider. They shall fall together and they shall receive no help. It's in the Bible. It said, as a partridge brood over an egg eh, and does not achieve, is he who wants to get rich by force. He said he will not even. It will not, it will be cut off in the midst of his years. Is that not what we are witnessing? Okay, so let me clear your mind. So there is a jazz for money. So what is that jazz for money? What does it do? So, I mean, I know because you, you, in our own part of the world, there are many things that they put in that mystery. So, they starve a chicken. So it's in case, to, so that you can know that I know what I'm talking about. They starve a, a chicken for, for how long? So, and they invoke demons. And they tie somebody's being alive and being prosperous to the number of seed or corn, that chicken. So, of course, they activate demons because it's a covenant of life and death. So, they activate demons, they speak to those corn, and then they put, they throw it on the floor. But you see, it's a covenant. It's an agreement with death. So, they tell the person, the number of corn, eh? that that's chicken, who is hungry, Swallows, that's the number of years that the person will be prosperous. So sometimes, I mean, it's demons, so they activate it. I mean, for whatever reason, don't forget that mammon is behind money. It's a spirit. So whatever it is that that chicken Swallows two cons, and two years, the person will look prosperous to everybody. But what's the point? The person himself has been fasting. The corn, uh, the chicken has been put to fasting. 
Demons have been activated. What kind of fellowship and convenience? And you know that the major ministry of the devil is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I mean, what's, what kind of wealth that I would just enjoy for two years? No, I don't want that kind of wealth. And then, money for another medicine for gas is what young men and women are doing these days. They sell their kidney. It's two that you have, in case you want to sell yours. <laughs> but God help you that, because you have a spare one, God helps you that something goes wrong and that will stop working. No, there is nobody like that here. I will, I, I, doesn't my spirit goes with you? I will know. If you want to say your kidney, I will know. But that's, that's what we see. It's just an attempt to make cheap money that has caught people out of their existence. Can I have an amen? amen. So you find out that those people who make their way, so maybe somebody who is, they've been given two years to live. They live in fear. So they can buy anything within those two years because they are crazy already. They know that they have time. And if there is anything that death does with people, it brings fear. And the devil will keep that person away from hearing the gospel that can set them free. And I have an amen tonight. So in closing, let me just close. We'll start from there. The fact that sickness, two things I would have mentioned tonight. Sickness is a curse of the law. Is a cause. Anything that limits you is a cause. It's a cause. Have you realized that Adam, hmm, when he was in fellowship with God before he broke the rule, he broke the rule. Adam still spent how many years before he passed on? So the Zoe, that's how powerful the life of God is. Methuselah used his for 969 years. It was after that that they, was, they were driven out of the garden. That was, if you look at the history in Genesis, then the, the, the life expectancy begins to reduce until where we find ourselves. And the reason why we find ourselves here is that iniquity has also abandoned. So the thing is reducing every day because of the things that we expose ourselves to. Praise God. As I praise the Lord. Things have changed in our world. And it's the doing of man. We're supposed to be living naturally. I mean, in places now, we call it global warming. It's just the handiwork of man in the intervention of what God has done. God wants, I mean, look at the way it is. We take in oxygen eh, that is released by plants, and then we throw out what? Carbon dioxide that is needed by plants. But we've cut all the trees around us. So we are struggling to breathe. We are struggling. I mean, what natural hair should produce for us? Air conditioning system is producing. Do you, do you understand some of these things? These are things. Sunlight has a reason. And if you want to be healthy, you can't be hindered all through the day. If you want to be healthy, there must be movement. Living things are created to move. Five minutes more. Let's look at verses last 35 of that Deuteronomy 28. So you see all these diseases. It says the law will strike or permit in the knee arthritis and on the legs with severe boys which cannot be healed. Can you see? From the sole of their feet to the top of... And you know when we do healing, we say from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. This one scares me. Verses 58 to, to 61. He said, If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the law will bring upon you and your descendant extraordinary. That's where you classify all the diseases that we are just describing now. Plagues and prolonged what? Great and prolonged plagues and serious and prolonged what? 
He said, and verse 6, he says, Moreover, he will bring back the diseases of the Egypt, which you were afraid and shall cling, and every sickness and plague that is not written in the book. So it was 2020 that we discovered one of those ones that were not written. We call it COVID. Now we've discovered some, we call it depression. Everybody's talking about mental, mental wellness now. I'm sure that if you look at God, there is nothing like mental wellness with God. Because if God is not well, then we are not all well. But God is well. It's soundness. And what he has given us is soundness of mind. Go and check. Doctors will tell you, every of these diseases, it has to do with the state of our mind. It's they, that's why they call them psychosomatic illnesses. I have boil. And then I begin to dwell on it. Ah, it may actually be an infection of kidney. See, my brothers, my sister, it's a matter of time. They can do scan and find out that your kidney is infected. Because it's the state of the mind. And the moment you receive it as your reality, then demons begin... That's where the permissive thing. You have permitted, you have opened the gateway. If any sickness is going to be, I don't know how it is. See, if if don't don't be in that category that once you feel any symptoms in your body, just the first thing you want to do is Google. MD. You know there is online MD. Medical doctor online. What are the symptoms if my right hand suddenly develops coldness? The answer is there. You can Google it now. You, you'll find the answer there. And then, oh, and then fear sets it. Ah, no. And when you invariably, you muster the courage to see doctor. You say, doctor, I know what is wrong with me. And then you are lecturing the doctor. So please, as we go tonight, go with this sickness is a cost of the law. For us who are, I don't know somebody who doesn't believe the world, but for those of us who believe the world, God wants you well. Sickness is not the will of God. Can I have an amen? It doesn't matter what the symptoms are. And sometimes we say, oh, I know, I know it will come because my mother has it, my father has it, is in our family. No, my grain is not in your family. My grain is, you belong to a new family, isn't it? And it's the family of God. And you need not to be ashamed of it. This is your family, the family of God. God doesn't have my grain. So that my grain is an alien. It's not fallacy. It's what we have seen in the word of God. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. So all through this series, even if it has been seasonal migraine, by reason of exposure to this truth, that migraine symptoms ceases from your life. The devil is a bad devil. And God is a good God. God wants you well. God wants you well. I said God wants you well. Can you say to yourself tonight, God wants me well. God wants me well. God works me well. Every organ in my body functions perfectly. My liver functions perfectly. My esophagus functions perfectly. My brain functions perfectly. My limbs functions perfectly. My heart functions perfectly. My small intestine functions perfectly. My large intestine functions perfectly. My bones, my vessel, everything functions perfectly. I have the Zoe, the life of God. Yes, Lord, the DNA that I carry is the DNA of God. God, my Father, wants me well, and I am well. God wants me well. He is glorified when I am well. That's when I am useful to Him more. I am useful to preach the gospel. I am useful to dispense healing to those who are sick. In Jesus' name.
Do you know the reason why some of us are afraid to pray for the sick? It's because we feel that we are sick ourselves. And many people have been taught that if you pray for somebody who is sick, the thing may come back to you. No, you are the healed of the Lord. And you are meant to dispense healing. Can you say with me tonight, I am the healed of the Lord. I am the healed of the Lord. And I will dispense healing in my generation. Father, thank you tonight. Thank you for everyone in this service and those watching us online. You were wounded for our transgression. You were bruised for iniquities. The chastisement that has brought us peace has been laid upon you. And by your stripes, we are healed. I command the pain to go. I command the symptoms to cease. I come, devil, I command you, take your dirty hands off people's health and wellness in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak strength to every organ in your body. Jesus paid it all. You are made whole in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen, and amen. Please don't just take this as teaching. Make up your mind. Be intentional. You want to walk in the reality of it. God wants us well. God does not desire, he is not happy when you and I I mean, consistently we are not happy, we are in pain. God is not happy. He's not glorified in such. God wants us well. And we must live in the reality of it. Being sick, eh? we get into it. It's like, it, it, it's just not good. It's not. Eh? Between sickness and health, what do you prefer? Can I hear your feedback? Between sickness and health, what do you prefer? Which one is better? Health is better. That's, that's the design of God. He wants us well. He wants us to live better. He wants us, I mean, there are, there are things that you and I must not be part of our vocabulary. You know, I've heard people say this. They say, ah, it, it's, it's old age sickness. No, there is nothing like that. I've, I've started seeing some 80 something. I mean, PG was telling us yesterday or the day before yesterday about um, someone. 85, walking around, still doing everything. I mean, comprehend. You know, you see some 70-something and you are afraid. And fear is setting up in your heart. But I know people. My mom is 70-something. She still goes by bus by herself. She, does, she goes to market. She does things on her own. When I say my mom, like, you know who I'm talking about. 80, oh, 80, mommy is 80. I'm just trying to be moderate. Praise God. She's over 80. She goes around in buses by herself. She walks around. She, 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 she climbs through the staircase by herself. She does things by herself. You see some people, and the truth is that if you hear the things that she's also eating, she's not just eating natural food. She's listening to WF Kumuyi 24-7. 24-7. I don't know how she does it. She's not tired. Morning, afternoon, evening. You can't live under that grace and not be healthy. That's what I'm saying. So, you live under the word of God. You are healthy. With long life, it will satisfy you. You know something? I understand. There is someone. I mean, I'm closing. I've closed. <laughs> there is someone. Eh? A prominent person in our nation. And she will op he will open his mouth. And say, ah, what do I want again? I'm just praying that I should be 70. Once I'm 70, I'm good. And she, he turned 70 and died before her eyes in this nation. Every public gathering, he will say, ah, what am I looking for? I'm not looking for any money. I'm just praying that I should hit the age of 70. You know what Proverbs 6 2 says? It says, You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken captive. And when he turned 70, it was just a few months after. And he passed. Praise God. I said, praise God. And you say with me, with long life, he has satisfied me and show me his salvation. Neighbor, be careful what you say with your mouth. Can I ask you a question tonight? Please, ask your neighbor. Can I ask you a question tonight? What is long life to you? Get a response. What is long life? What is long life? What is long life? What is long life to you?
That's the thing. Everyone online, you determine. He said, with long life, it will satisfy you. Psalm 91 verse 16. So you know you must exit this world where you are satisfied. So when are you satisfied? That's what I'm saying tonight. It's a food for thought. Sell out on it. With long life, it will satisfy you and show you its salvation. What you should be gunning for is like what the patriarch did. They willingly gather their legs and they sleep. With long life, it will satisfy you and show you its salvation. God bless you. Have a lovely night. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudrata Biola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.